Meanwhile, at the police station. So, what brings you here? A barnacle, fixed to the only bench in the holding tank, managed to slur. Jocelyn honestly wondered the same thing, as her weary but still proud gaze began the obligatory study of the shell of a human with whom she was incarcerated. This checking-each-other-out moment lasted much longer than a reasonably comfortable exchange, but seeing as reason was now questionable at best, the unabashed staring was in full effect. "'You getting a fight at a funeral or something?' "'Not exactly.' "'They caught you hooking?' Momentarily disoriented by the suggestion, Jocelyn remained outwardly composed— as the urge to laugh uncontrollably began to well up. "'Okay, Miss America, you're up next.' A tall, clean-shaven, puffed-up-on-steroids police officer announced authoritatively, "'The phone's yours now. You can make your call.' That killed the laughter thing. She slipped off her high heels, which were killing her, picked them up, and headed down the hall, escorted by Officer Puffy, who offered to hold her shoes. She felt defeated, without the hat, and now the shoes. Oh, what did it matter, anyway? Her gig was over. Cradling the telephone with one hand, Jocelyn dialed the only phone number that had managed to stay stuck in her memory bank. She was hopeless with numbers. Just hopeless. Numbers and names never seemed to stick when they were supposed to. But she knew this number. She gingerly fingered her swollen lip as she waited for her call to connect. This is Ethan Lowe. It's me. Where are you? Switzerland. Again? Are the kids with you? No, they're with your mother. But where are you? I got arrested. I'm at the police station. He cut her off. Oh, man, Joss, I can't do much from here. Do you need money? I can try and wire. Now she cut him off. No, I don't need money. Since this is my only phone call, can you somehow get in touch with Samantha Ballantyne for me? Tell her I've been arrested. She'll know what to do. Okay, Joss, do you have her number? Um, Jocelyn shot a glance over at Officer Puffy. No. And I'm pretty sure it's unlisted. Great. <coughs> oh, you're back. That was quick, the barnacle said, after she cleared her cigarette-grizzled throat. I guess so, was Jocelyn's overly courteous response. She was wondering how long she would have to share the cell with this woman when Miss Barnacle piped up. So, you gonna tell me your story? Everyone always tells me theirs when I'm in here. Now, Jocelyn wasn't really into talking to this clearly impaired person, but the question did make her realize that her story really started about five years ago. Maybe even before that? Yeah, eight years ago was more like it. Damn, it's been that long? Oh, man, she mumbled to herself and checked for a wristwatch that wasn't there. Obviously displeased with the absence of a story, the barnacle stretched herself upright on the bench, took matters into her own hands, 
and began her soliloquy. Okay, I'll start. First off, I'm not a troublemaker. I quit drinking. Not likely, thought Jocelyn. My neighbors don't like me. That bitch and her boyfriend. And on it went for almost three quarters of an hour, while Jocelyn politely nodded and tried to figure out if the woman's voice reminded her more of Janice Joplin, Kathleen Turner, or Demi Moore. When it all wound down, the silence was almost as disturbing as the unbridled rambling of the story that had just been spun. 